You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and uh, joining me on this special episode, Nick Halliwell. How are you, sir? Hola, very good. Good, mate. Uh, good to see the accents coming along well. You've been working on that for a while? Yeah, that's uh, that's that took me a whole five seconds to figure out my head. <laughs> a lot of thought went into that. I was going to say, keep keep working. <laughs> keep working, mate. Now, uh, Nick, thanks for coming in. Uh, you're the man behind Ignition Custom Engineering, mm-hmm. and uh, and you haven't been on this podcast. Well, you've been on from time to time in, in short bursts, but your last session coming into this room and chatting was about two and a half years ago. Goodness gracious. You were our fourth ever guest. Okay. And... And My I lucky numbers four now. That, really, yeah, it is now. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, wow, well, that's uh, that, that's worked well. And so uh, we're we're now here, and two and a half years later for you, I'm sure plenty of things have changed. I don't even remember what we talked about all those years ago. Um, probably something firearms related. Yeah. Had a guess. <laughs> or my awesome ability at throwing rocks. One of <laughs> one of the two. Well, we. <laughs> We did. Uh, we did just uh, record the coin toss podcast, and it's Certainly. good to see your uh, your throwing has not improved. Uh, but consistency is key. Consistency. <laughs> this is this is the thing. But we've had oh wait, what a bump a couple of years in 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 the shooting realm, in particularly in what you're involved with. In, oh yeah. In all sorts of give us a give us a rundown of the last last few years. Uh, the last few years. What's um, been some highlights for you. A lot of lot of grades in my beards coming on because of stress, <laughs> but I've still got a full head of hair. I haven't pulled it out. Um, no, it's the firearms industry uh, for us has been going in leaps and bounds. So mm-hmm. the first time we were on the show, um, we probably had designed an action, but we hadn't talked about it. We'd, we've had that on the slate for quite a while. Sure. Um, obviously now we've got our own actions. We're up to series three, which we're about to release very, very shortly. Hopefully within the next couple of days, we should have them released. I should have brought one down, but unfortunately mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, so we've got our own um, actions that we've been doing. We're doing left and right titaniums. Um, yep. We've got a few other little products coming out very shortly as well, beginning of next year. Okay. Uh, working with a few other suppliers, um, working quite well. So we deal with our precision rifle products. We've dealt with Oztec arms. We partner quite well with um, our Swan Barrels up in Queensland, a couple of the gun shops around as well. Um, so we deal with Delta Tactical quite closely. So it's yep. the industry is, uh, for us, is... Uh, been going quite well, so that the company's expanded in ways that I, I never would have thought. Mm. But it's it's been quite good. And one thing I know I've, I've noticed uh, since uh, since your last podcast uh, with us in the last couple of years is you are shooting more now than you did back then. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is like you know normally it goes the other way, and I'm sure it went that way with you when you started. Like you, you shoot a fair bit, or you shoot quite a often oh, i hardly ever shoot at all i used to hardly ever shoot at all yeah but then you then you start your business and you're in the shooting business and then you shoot less and you shoot less and you shoot less to the point where you, you virtually don't shoot yeah and then i've seen you go sort of consciously put effort in yeah yeah over the last at least year year and a half of, of shooting yeah, much it, more regularly we took a a very well i took a very uh specific um business philosophy on that uh, for myself. Obviously we've got a, a um, you know, a, a bunch of guys and we're actually looking at expanding very shortly uh, mm. with a, with a few more workers. Um, but I've taken a, a very conscious effort to try to talk with people who, who are shooting actively yep. um, and go out there and see what they want uh, and, and see what they're trying to use. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong, looking at photos online of guns and looking at reviews of, uh, of stuff is, is fantastic. And it's, 
Mm. Uh, we do that all the time, trying to get a lot of our knowledge up. Sure. Um, so I'm always, I'm always looking at, best thing about working for yourself is when you look at gun stuff, you're allowed to, <laughs> you can't get caught at work and stop looking at gun things. It's, it's, my wife comes in and goes, have you looked at enough gun blogs today? I'm like, oh, I think I better do it a bit more. So, so that's always good. Um, but trying to keep my finger on the pulse and actually see mm. what people want. And the best thing about that was just going out and shooting. Um, okay. so dealing with hunters and everything else, um, is a lot of what we do. Um, but actually going to competition, I said, oh, this PRS thing was so different. I you know, said, I want to do this, this yeah. bit of fun and something different. And it gave me a weekend away where I'm not working like eight days a week. <laughs> so I actually got a couple of days off. So, I mean, it hurt me coming back, um, you know, putting behind by a few days, but no, no, it's actually been quite enjoyable getting out and shooting a lot more. And it's, uh, it's the only sport I've ever been involved with where everybody is happy to lose. Like, it, it, like even though that people can have a bad stage, yeah, they have, they sort of sit back and relax and reflect but after that, everyone cracks a joke, comes up, says a swear word or whatever else, and then just dig the heels in and they have fun. Like everybody's really happy, mm. even even not winning. So mm. that's the one thing I've noticed about the shooting sports in general. You can have a bad day and everyone seems to be really happy regardless. At the end of the day, you have a beer and it's great. Mm. Yeah, okay. And and do you find that that's present in, in other shooting scenarios? You've shot a bit of shotgun as well. Yeah, and, and I, shot quite, a fair I bit. shot quite a lot of shotgun. I actually shot... Um, uh, nothing professional with shotgun, but I did qualify for B grade a couple of years back, but I sort of went away from that. Mm -hmm. um, shot pistol quite aggressively for quite a while, but um, a lot of reloading time, like shooting, you know, between 800 and 1,000 rounds a week. I just, I just can't keep up oh, with it. It was yeah. just too hard. Yeah. Um, so I got out of IPSC. I shot IWSF. Uh, I think my current record was like five. What did I shoot? Like a 514. I, um, I have no idea what that means. Out of, out of 600, <laughs> if you... Okay. Um, if you're shooting anything above about a 525, you're doing pretty well. Okay. Um, yep. so one of the guys I shot against in the club, he actually qualified for the Commonwealth games and he was wow. pretty much the only guy at the club who could beat me consistently, hmm. but it was just too hard to keep practicing like, you know, two, three times a week and, you know, trying to get every, um, all the customers jobs on, uh, you know, professional roof shooters and things I work had to come first on that aspect. So, yeah. Yeah. um, so I've, I've shot my hand at a couple of different things. Um, but yeah, I've, I've sort of always come back to PRS. Um, purely because it's just, it's convenient. It's good time frame. I don't have to shoot every weekend. There's no interclubs. It's convenient. Well, no interclubs at the moment. Yeah. Um, maybe if Butters is listening, he might hear something, <laughs> give him an idea. Um, no, but yeah, yeah so I've, I've tried a couple of different things and mm -hmm. it's, I've, I've sort of just come back to rifle. I find it a good challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess one of the things of being, being present at shoots is, yeah, you can, you can watch photos, look at photos and, and read about it and this sort of gear. But I'm sure that the the little issues that uh, happen everywhere in in terms of comps or whatever with with mm. guns feeding or whatever they can be they <laughs> yeah. can be feeding or, or any other but often those little things get neglected in like someone does a review of the match for themselves mm. they'll talk about the big problems they had the targets they hit that one target that they missed or stage they stuffed up but they don't they don't necessarily tell you the little things but when you're there you could see them in the moment. Surely, mm. surely that helps. It does. The one thing that I've, I've picked up very recently from the last match we had at um, mm. uh, Bucken, and uh, uh, I was going to say thank you to the guys who hosted us over at Bucken, man. That was, mm. was a good event again for the yeah. finale. It was awesome. The weather sucked, but that's what made <laughs> that's what made it so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. The one thing that I did take away, bolt handle length. The actual length of the bolt handle and the way yeah. different people manipulate the bolt differently. Okay. Tell, um, tell me more. 
Um, I've got a, if anybody doesn't know, I've got a pretty goofy finger on me. So my finger's being cut. So I don't know if you can see that, but I pretty much yeah. cut my finger off. So your finger's messed up. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really hard to hold a beer with. So Andrew, <laughs> block your ears. Um, I actually drink a beer left-handed because it makes it easier for <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's when I manipulate the bolt, I tend to rotate. I keep my fingers in line and I fan, I'm trying to, <laughs> for those people watching, it's very hard, <laughs> but I actually, um, I fan my wrist upwards. So I don't actually grab the bolt handle and move the whole bolt handle up. I actually fan my hand upwards and then roll my wrist and pull it back towards me. Okay. Uh, and that's a technique that I've just sort of had to come to terms with. Yeah. yeah. And obviously when I designed uh, the Menil actions, the bolt handle is actually adapted for that. And that's why some people have gone, geez, the, the bolt handle, the throw and everything's a little bit weird. Yeah. Because I've designed it for me and it's very, very hard to work around that. So for Series 3, we, we counteracted that and changed it. Okay. But yeah. So the, the manure actions there are an action that you guys have made. Correct. Yeah. yeah we okay. designed those from the ground up. So up to um, the third generation, which is about to be released very shortly. Yep. So he's, um, I'm currently shooting a Gen 1, Manil Series 1 um, in the PRS. That's the uh, the Chrome gun, if anyone's seen that. We call it the Terminator because Chrome Terminator, I don't know. Someone named it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm shooting a Series 1. Um, we've had a couple of Series 2s out there. Mm -hmm. um, and next year, there will probably be at least two Series 3s, okay. uh, we hope. And then we'll, we'll go from there. But yeah, so that's something we designed from the ground up and we have changed it. Uh, we, we keep evolving it ever, ever so slightly with incremental changes, trying to uh, figure out what shooters want, not just me, but figure out what actual customers want to see what works for them and, and try to uh, and en engineer a way into it. That's, that's good mm. trying to, I mean, generally speaking, we can only please 80% at most. <laughs> yeah. um, so we try to, we try to please that, you know, 75, 80% yep. and the other 20% are just left-handed. So. <laughs> That's a, that's generous numbers for left-handed people. Yes. <laughs> but um, now coming back to the the bolt handle stuff, because so you you talked yep. about you you fan it, uh, but you, you're Correct. noticing different. Yeah, and it, does it come down to like different styles? Come down to like different hands, different size hands, or, or different? What, what is it? Um, the first thing I notice is so if we take a step back, say about three about three years ago. Yep. Um, what, what I call is choking the stock or, uh, you know, gripping the stock quite heavily. Mm -hmm. So people have a, um, if you're right-handed, you'll have the, um, your right thumb over the, over the stock to the left-hand side. Yeah. So like and a shotgun hold. Very, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. A, a typical sort of hunter's hold. Yeah. Um, and they'll, they'll quite often choke the stock off and that's fine. And it works quite well, but a lot of people apply it from what I can tell, uh, lateral, lateral pressure to the stock as they're trying to squeeze the trigger. They tend to grip it. And I've learned that from pistol. So you've got to have a good, you know, yes. consistent grip. Yeah. So. Um, one thing I noticed that people were just starting to get into chassis stocks a bit, a bit more frequently. Mm. And I was never a chassis stock fan. For some reason, they just never, never really fit me. They, I just couldn't come to terms with them. And I shot McMillan's for quite a while and they were very, very comfortable for me. Um, but the pistol grip I noticed was a lot more vertical. And it's something because of the mm. way my hand is, I very naturally, um, I find it, uh, if I was to tip my wrist forwards a little bit, so my thumbs in line with my forearm, um, it, I'm actually missing a couple of tendons in my arm. So it actually binds my arm up and I get arm strain very, very quickly. So if I'm okay. shooting, if I'm shooting prone, it's very hard to move my wrist down. So I've got to keep my wrist in line with my forearm. So if I'm lying on the ground, it works really well. And so I saw, you know, I saw the, uh, the, the, um, McMillan stocks and they had quite a, quite a fairly aggressive vertical grip on them. And that started working for me. Um, by the time we got to the PRS, the official launch of the PRS series, a lot of people had adopted quite a vertical, uh, grip. Yep. Uh, and also um, their thumb being on the right-hand side. So I don't know where it all really came from. I think a lot of people developed it independently. Some people got training. Uh, um, Masterpiece Arms took advantage and actually released a vertical grip. Yep. 
So we, we saw this, you know, sort of organically come in over time. And because of people's position of their wrist and their, their grip technique changing, I've been mm -hmm. trying to look at different ways we can try to complement that. Because if you're running a swept bolt handle, like a traditional Remington um, or say a traditional ticker, they sweep backwards and your finger, the, the, uh, your um, pointer finger knuckle sometimes will interfere with that. And it's um, mm -hmm. well, for me specifically it does, but I've, a yep. few people have noticed that they said, oh, listen, if I put a big bolt knob on it, when I close the bolt, my, you know, if I'm getting in a barricade or, you know, running against something, it's, it's just a slightly awkward position. I can, I can feel the bolt knob on the back of my finger <laughs> and it's making it uncomfortable. Yeah. So a lot of people are getting to straight bolt handles okay. um, or slightly, or some people are getting shorter ones, stubby ones. Some people mm -hmm. are getting um, different. Uh, they're going away from the the typical, like the really big, like beer can bolt knob. They're, they're going for yep. something a little bit more streamlined. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, I've tried to pay attention to, to, to see what's going to be working for people and what's more ergonomic. So that's mm. something I've been very okay. conscious of. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about being there is being able to put that attention to those details. And I'd like, I know you, you, you shoot generally pretty well. Um, I know you like to I'll give you that 20 bucks later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know that, uh, you generally like to ensure everyone around you having a good time. Um, oh. which is, which is one of your key, uh, just, uh, distinguishing features on the range. Distinguishing features. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll roll with it. Is this a, all appropriate language for you? Yep. That's, that's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. No, but you certainly have good fun. And I know people oh, yeah, yeah. who are in your squad, you know, enjoy being in your squad. And I've shot with you now at our, our club locally, mm -hmm. which I'm sure we'll get into at some point, but, yep. uh, you know, it, it is good fun. You know, it's going to be a good fun day. Uh, oh, shooting. never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. And. <laughs> And uh, you're definitely the exception to some of the uh, the rules where you're not su suggested to uh, to heckle uh, uh, other shooters and bits and pieces. But oh no, unless, it's all free. Unless it's all free Nick, game, then uh, get stuck into it. So. There's, there's no such thing as golf where people hold a board that says "quiet, please." Someone does. Someone does that. They get yeah. a walloping. <laughs> so if yeah. you, if you, the other thing is as weird as it sounds, mm -hmm. quite a lot of people can't shoot under stress or pressure. But there are other people who excel under stress and pressure. Yeah. And it's not that I take advantage of it, but if they can go bad and I can gain a spot, yeah, that that's good for me. I'll take any advantage I can get. <laughs> but no, I just enjoy myself. But uh, yeah, I've noticed you shoot better when you are relaxed like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rather Definitely. than if you get you get worked up on 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 a particular stage and, and you go into a mode where you're not making jokes or you're a little bit more contemplative and you're thinking it through. Perhaps. I have to, I have to actually as dumb. I mean, it's easy for me to do, but turn your brain off Yeah, because you go into autopilot. Mm. Um, a good example of this would probably be, um, you know, from Victoria, um, one, wonderful dude, really nice guy. Yeah. And he, he was in our squad. Uh, I've actually been with him the last two events Okay, and yeah. watching his progress has been really good. He, he's all good. He knows what to do and he gets to the line and he can't turn his brain off. He overthinks and complicates everything to the point where um, he's having trouble running his bolt. Um, his magazine change can be a bit fumbly because he's he's unnaturally overthinking things. Th this is my interpretation of it. But mm. speaking with him, but I keep trying to calm him down. It's like try to have a joke with him and put him in a different sphere. And the few times we're able to get through to him, he actually shoots very well. He's actually, I mean, he made it to the finale. He actually shoots quite consistently. Mm. Um the biggest problem is he, as soon as he does something wrong or he, he, he misses and he's like, I should have hit that. Then he stops and just overcomplicates everything in his head, trying to figure out. And then he checks his dial. Then he looks at his dough and it's like, dude, you saw where the shot landed. Just make a correction. Just hold it and smack that tail and get your impact and just get it done. And he, he, he think he overthinks a little bit too much in, in my opinion. So 
I try to, I just try to bandy with him and have a bit of fun because he's a great mm. guy to be around. He's a top bloke. And I just want to see him do well because honestly, I think by the time he gets it together, he's going, he's going to outshoot me without a problem. Yeah, and and I think I think the same can be said for many shooters. Many many oh, yeah, you know, yeah. many things in life where you you, um, you know, and, and I've learned this uh, more and more in shooting our local comps here. Where yeah. if you start, yeah, you start thinking it too too much through or, or anything along those lines, you get to you get to the stage start with your head full of plans and ideas and and all this sort of thing going on. Oh, There's yeah. too much rattling around in there. Yeah, and and you start I, to doubt yourself, don't I, you? Yeah, I get what you're saying, and like you know, I'm, I may do it differently to you, probably do, but you know, I, when I'm preparing, so I, I generally spend like the one or two people in front of me, I spend that time preparing, so getting my data down, getting like choosing my bags, looking at whatever I'm shooting. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, going to do that, and run through that multiple times prior to doing it. Yeah, but when I step on the line, I'm basically not thinking about anything. Yeah, and and. When I've actually been able to achieve that, and don't, don't get me wrong, that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> but when yeah. you are able to stand there, the time is about to go, and just like, yep, yeah, no, I've thought this through so many times now, I don't even need to think about it. And the peep goes, you're welcome, first position, away you go, shoot, bang. And and, yeah. and you take it in a, in a position where you are relaxed and chilled, mm. it, it just works so much better. Yeah, um, well, you, you should be able to put your, your body and your mind almost into autopilot. Mm, you should be able to just yeah. get in a position – uh, you know your fundamentals. I mean, crikey, I mean, if, if you're still trying to get your shooting techniques down, go to some club matches. When it mm. comes to a decent ranked match or, um, you know, a high-level club match where, you know, they're, they're looking at, you know, saying, oh, we need to get some training because we're going to go to a big match, whether it be um, the Precision um, Service Rifle Series, which yep. I'm, I'm really looking forward to actually trying to get in a few of those matches. You're gonna have a, Dude, they look a, awesome. Yeah, they're good fun, um, certainly. And obviously some PRH, uh, some club matches. Yes. Um, so yep. I want to try to get around a few more of those as well, depending if we can. Yep. But you should be able to sit back and your body should almost be an autopilot. You know how to make an impact. If you miss a shot, you know how to do it. Mm. Um, even if you can't read win, dump your first shot where you think it might land yep. and figure it out and make a call. Because if there's 10, there's 10 points on the table yep. and you can go, the wind's consistent, it's blowing it, you know, X kilometers, miles an hour or knots or, you know, what, whatever <laughs> units of measurement that you use. Yes. Um, you know, it's blowing it like five beard hairs an hour, whatever it might be. <laughs> The important stuff. Yeah, yeah all the, all the yep. good stuff. You should be able to, uh, hopefully you should be able to spot your fuller shot. That's something we should probably go into after as well about spotting your shot and how muzzle brakes work. Yeah. Um, but then actually you should be able to make that correction and hold. It's like, if you miss, mm. oh, I missed. My dope's wrong. And mm. then you drill one in exactly the same spot. You're an mm. idiot. I mean, there's no <laughs> polite way of saying it. You're just an idiot. I mean. So how many times have you done that? <laughs> I've been an idiot many times. Um, I continue to be an idiot oh, quite on a regular basis, but yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So you should be able to like have your head clear enough that you, you see something. Like if you're going out, you're shooting rabbits or whatever it might be, mm. you shoot a rabbit, that thing's going to be moving. Yeah. And you have to reevaluate your shot and you go, oh, geez, you know, the breeze is up or, you know, it's, you know, I, I was going to expect 50 meters and I shot lowest, obviously 70 meters. You're going to pull that second shot. And you're going to you're going to smash that rubber right through the head, um, unless yep. you're, unless you're Andy Nobes and you're not going to hit it at a mile. So there's you know, there's, there's no chance. Oh, there's some smackdown going on. <laughs> I mean, um, unless you're Greg with the thermal, in that case, you don't even try. Yeah, so, that's so that's it, how it's, it works. Yeah, so I think that people need to rest and relax and uh, mm. not overthink things. That's that's something that I'll take away from shooting as much as I have recently. Yeah that I've done a lot better by, you know, and they go, all right, shoot it to the line. And I'm still trying to load my mags up. And he's like, shoot, are you ready? I'm like, do you like waffles? And then they just stop and they freeze and they look at me like, you're an idiot. I'm like, I might be an idiot, but I've still got my hair and I'm not bald. 
And the IRAs just sit there dumbfounded and it's awesome. So just remember, if you Do want you know to- that that's a technique <laughs> for if you if you um what was that? Did you hear a ding? I did hear a ding. Just heard a ding and uh, we're trying to work out what it was. There's an ice cream truck outside. <laughs> ice cream. As I tell Do you my want an ice cream? I'll have an ice cream. You know, right, I, I tell my kids when the bell rings, that means they're quick, empty. Quick, go, go. Okay. Let's go. You can do that. I'll get some money. We, we're going to go for an ice cream. Well, there, there we go. Uh, the first time we've uh, stopped the podcast to go and grab ice cream. Can, can you have like an ice cream impact? <laughs> Does that count? I think we're about to have one. Uh, All right. I okay, don't know if you so, can hear this, but we've got, we got a box. Well, yeah, we've got an entire box of... Yeah, they don't sell individuals. No, ones. they don't sell individuals. So, so we've it, got uh, the, home, the home ice cream. These are the, the 15 flavors. And uh, have a guess what flavor I bought. Uh, 15 of them. N- no, I actually asked for the uh, the chocolate uh, chocolate coated eclair. Wow. Would you like a chocolate coated eclair? I'd love eclair? one, yeah. Have so, uh, if we... any listener wants a chocolate coated eclair <laughs> ice cream... Hit us up and we'll, here right we'll, now. we'll tell you where to find the next ice cream van. <laughs> so um, in, in the in the rush to make sure it didn't run away too quickly, because it took us a moment to work out what the thing was. Dude, I'm out of breath running after that thing. <laughs> um, so I've said to Nick, you run out, I'll get some money sorted. Yep. And then realized that my wallet was empty and the only cash I had was in our cash box. Yep. Now our cash tray uh, openly opens up, because I've lost the key, by the iPad. Oh, so you log into the the pause system, you press the button, and it opens up the the cash tray, right? There's no dramas. Yeah. Except I don't know where the iPad is. <laughs> I've, I've I've got one iPad up there, and that's not the one that's connected. <laughs> and now he has a broken cash box. <laughs> and now, if you look on the ground over there. <laughs> oh oh. Yeah. So I like I grabbed okay. it out. You can manually open it from the back, uh, and then when I put it back, it all just fell apart, and uh, and I gave up, and then you had cash anyway. So so that's what Sam's trying to say in the long the long roundabout sort of way. I trashed the place. He trashed the place, and I had to pay money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Shall we? Uh, shall we put them on ice? Put the because uh, we've yeah. got how many? We got fifteen of them. Yep, we've got thirteen <laughs> now. I've got two hands. <laughs> right, I'll go. I'll go put them away. All right. You can you can do what Dave does on the uh, Two Beers One Chat podcast and sing while I'm away if you like. I sing like a cane toad. So does he? <laughs> no. I'd love to tell a joke, but unfortunately, the only jokes I know are ones that are probably unsavory for radio. Alrighty, there we go. We're all back and cold. Yeah, that's uh that's that's well timed. Mm. Good. Oh, well, how many other how many other podcasts apart from Ice Cream Social would you get ice cream eating live on uh, on air? I don't know, but I've got a feeling the next coin toss one might have an ice cream <laughs> on the radio. You never know. <laughs> ice cream themed. Yeah. And a coin toss podcast. Well normally I record the coin toss podcast about five in the morning, so uh normally not ready for ice cream at that time of morning. <laughs> oh <laughs> anytime's time for ice cream. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so, good. I don't even remember what we're talking to talking about. We talked about bolt handles and and uh, some other some other such um, heckling. Yeah. If you're going to heckle someone, heckle yeah. a range officer because <laughs> yeah. they okay, so, they are the easiest person to put off their game. They have no idea that they don't expect it. Apparently, and and I'm no security expert, but apparently that is a method that people can use if someone comes to like mug them or rog them or something. You ask the the robber a ridiculous question, which usually I'm never getting mugged. <laughs> baffles them enough that they just they lose whatever's going on. Wow. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not recommending people do that um, because I have no idea if it's effective or if it works. But I'm going to recommend you try it, Nick. Okay. 
Next time, next time I'm mugging someone, I'll see if they heckle me. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to the states next year. We. <laughs> That was one no, of the worst segues is, yeah, I heard. Un- unrelated to getting mugged, we, of course. We are certainly going to uh, America. <laughs> America is the greatest country in the United States. <laughs> but yes, we will be there. Yeah, and so we're obviously heading over for shot. And mm-hmm. what are your travel plans, mate? I don't know where, you, where you're going and what you're doing. Um, Apart from going to Vegas and going to shot and getting mugged. Well, not mm-hmm. getting mugged with your new technique. Hopefully not getting mugged. Um, <laughs> please excuse me. This ice cream is very delicious. Um. <laughs> So I'll be there for a shot um, going over. I'll be there. Uh, I get land in America on the 20th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so full itinerary is get in via um, San Francisco. No, it's actually no Los Angeles. Unfortunately, I have to go via Los Angeles. Uh, not drinking their coffees because airport coffee is um, quite bad. Um, going to Las Vegas for a while. I'll be staying at a lovely casino. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of guys we're going to be staying with. Sweet. Um, I have to... Uh, go. I'm getting down to Texas to meet a friend, and then I've got a, one or two other business stops along the way that we're going to try to finalise a couple of deals for the lovely guys in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, back over. Uh, so I'll be spending two weeks, or f- I think nearly 15 days in total. So, oh, where in Texas are you going? Uh, just above Dallas. Okay. Yep. So in there. So uh, that's the week after shot, is it? A few, yeah, we'll, day, a few days after shot, we'll be about a week behind you. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the one of the lovely benefits, uh, one of the uh, one of the guys I'm going to go see is a uh, is a class three, mm-hmm. and for those people playing at home, he gets to play with full autos. And well, it's yeah. only you and me playing here. <laughs> okay, <That's>, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, the person I'm going with gets to play. Yeah. Um, and apparently, he said he has a, a GE134, commonly referred to as a minigun. Right. And he said, shooting? he said, you too can play with it for $600. <laughs> I said, how long does $600 buy me? He goes, about 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, I like it. I don't $600 like it. So, uh. so if anyone is uh, in Texas and has a minigun available for free, uh, we'll take it up. Not Nick, but we'll take it up because we'll be in Texas about a week after you. Uh, we get in, uh, we fly into the US on the 18th. Mm-hmm. On the Friday, we're going to uh, LA, but then transferring to Phoenix, mm-hmm. where we shall be met. Phoenix, by, Arizona. Yep. Yeah, in Arizona, met by the Milkoviches, ah. uh, who we're going to be hanging out with for a couple of days to go and shoot one of the matches, local matches there. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah which really, is really good. Really good. I mean, one of the one of the goals of our trip is to go and shoot uh, as many of the local club matches as we can. One, because there's not there's not a PRS on while we're there. No yeah, states. I was aware of that, yeah. by a week or two, and. Uh, and but you know to be able to shoot the local matches there, which you know in terms of turnout can be quite large comparative to our matches here. So oh yeah, the, the smallest mm. match over there. Um, uh, listening to um, I think it was Regina's podcast. Mm. She was saying one of the local club matches they had. Uh, they've only got eighty spots, um, mm. and they have qualifying on the Friday with like a hundred and something people rock up. So, <laughs> and this is a local it's club insane. event. Like that, yeah. That's impressive. So, uh, so I think that's the club we're going to be shooting at um, on that. that oh, weekend. that's awesome! I'd love to go just to see how bad I'm compared to the next. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going with Butters, and so I'm expecting him to be okay and yep. me to be horrible. That's my my anticipated so, results. So you're going to be the official magazine loader and bench warmer and the uh, the the bag fluffer. Even that, I'm not sure. Regina did say um, you can't get upset when I beat you. 
<laughs> oh, I can uh, still get upset. <laughs> I just won't show I, it. I did tell her that I would go into the porter porter potties and cry, which uh, was something a technique that she recommended in yeah, her I, podcast. I think that needs a scientific study because, as she <laughs> said, I, you I, can't you can't be sad in a porter potty. <laughs> well, I I know you're right. I know one person that did it uh, mm. at the uh, at and I'm I mean, specifically one person that did it, but I'm mm. sure others did, not willing to admit it. <laughs> so maybe they need to shoot in my squad next time. <laughs> Why? So they spend all time in there crying? No, just so I can heckle them for crying. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, that should be really good. And then we're going to go up uh, with Regina to Vegas, drive up there. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, from there, we head to, we're going to stop in Colorado. Okay, cool, yeah. I'm going to check in with the, the guys at Bison Tactical and play yep. with some others. Uh, and then Very go, good. you remember Josh Goodwin? I do. I'm going to go hunting with Josh. Ooh. At least go shooting, but definitely hunting somewhere around Colorado. Oh, okay. So is that on a private property? I have no idea. Okay, because no. I'm not very familiar. I'm, I'm familiar no. with some of their the firearms laws, um, like what sort of firearms are required, because mm. they have different seasons. And uh, mm. quite a lot of their, um, their of what they call waterfowl shotguns mm-hmm. uh, have to be limited to three shot. Everybody goes, oh. Can can you modify the semi order to be five shot for Australia, and those suckers can't be converted? <laughs> they're pretty yeah, solid. Right. So anyway, so I learn about that sort of stuff. I don't okay. know about their seasons and how no, their tags I, work. I I don't think it's anything big. I think if we were going to go shoot and hunt, it would be um what are they called? Predator shooting. Okay, yep. which I think is relative depending on the location, a bit more yep. open. But but I don't I don't know. The point is we're going to go shooting there. Um. And then come down to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and catch up with a, a bunch of guys there and hopefully get a match happening there. Oh, that's a little scratch match. Should yeah, well, there's a number of clubs there who shoot regularly, so we, we're hoping one of those is on the weekend that will be there. Mm. And then uh, head down to um, head down to Texas and spend some time in Texas, about a, about a week uh, after that match in, OKC, uh, in Oklahoma, yep. from there to, to Texas, and about eight days later we fly out. So it just depends on, on where we what yeah. matches are on where as to where we'll go. So we miss out on a match with uh, Jonathan Berry by two days. Jonathan Berry. Jonathan, uh, one of the one of the directors of PRS over there. Oh, is, okay. Is yep, one, yep. one of them. He's a really, really good bloke. Um, but he's like, oh, I've got guns for you, ammo for you. Matches on the 12th. I'm like, oh, sick. We fly out on the 11th. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so... Anyway, that's uh, that's always going to be the way. No, no matter what what it was, we're always going to miss out on something well, by a day. Can, you can't do everything, so no, you can try. Yeah, um, uh, me and one of the other guys, uh, we did look at trying to uh, attend a club match, and we, mm-hmm. we were quite into that. But um, it sort of took a wayside, knowing that I probably wouldn't even pass the qualifying day. <laughs> uh, I'm not taking a gun over. I wasn't prepared to do that sort of stuff. But it's yeah, it's actually about. Uh, I mean, obviously, I am there for work, so yeah, work's paying for it. So we need to figure out what we're, you know, what products are coming out, what's yeah, going totally. over. So totally, and and I'm going to try to get a sneaky shoot in. Um, I didn't shoot. I was in Vegas beginning of this year in January. Yep. Um, depends when this podcast comes out, but uh, the 2018 uh Vegas shot show, I was sure. there. Yep. Didn't shoot a gun the whole time. Had plenty of opportunity to. Yes. Um, um, but it just it didn't coincide with our, you know, sort of the, the time, the itinerary and what we were trying to achieve. So it yep, just yep. didn't sort of work. But this time we're actually spending a couple of days going to a couple of people's factories and, and you know, checking out their products. And they've actually said, oh, you guys in Australia, uh, you've never shot a, a gun like this before, have you? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, never have. Not once. I'll come and shoot your guns. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we last time we were there, we got to shoot. Uh, we got to shoot with Felipe from um, Owen's Armory. Uh, okay, he just took us out uh, in Vegas, uh, not in Vegas, outside of Vegas, in Nevada, and we just went for a shoot, just six mil pre more. It was, yep. it was good fun. Um, but nothing, nothing flash. I think, 
I think that's all the shooting I did. What's your what's your unicorn gun you'd love to shoot, but you probably never will? Everyone's got to have a unicorn gun. Hmm. Uh, what's what's yours while I think of mine? <laughs> <laughs> I got I've actually got quite a few off my bucket list, so I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, the main one I'd love to do, uh, H and K MP5 SD. Right. Uh, yeah. Mainly because they're just such a crazy little item, and um, a Chris Vector. Okay. Funnily enough, I actually want to feel what the recoil pulse is like. Um, cause it's, it's such a, a weird, unique sort of item. I shot plenty of semi-autos. I shot full autos, yeah. um, grenade launches and whatever else in the military. And I've shot suppressors. Um, that really doesn't bother me. And I've shot, oh crikey, just about every hangar in Australia, I think. Um, so I get to play with something very unique, very shortly, a uh, very unique handgun. Okay. So that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We've actually got some Hudson pistols. Uh, Hudson Custom, the only two in Australia. So it's taken us nearly a year to get them over. Right. So What's what's special about them? Um, they're incredibly low bore axis, really low bore axis. Um, okay. Lower than pretty much anything else out there. So uh, designed by a guy named Cy uh, mm. uh, in America, obviously, <laughs> as opposed to being anywhere else. <laughs> and <laughs> yep. um, the main thing about it is, though, if you know anything about, if a Glock and a 1911 had a really weird love child, Right. This would probably be it. So think of it as a striker-fired 1911. Okay. And instead of being a 17-round magazine, the barrel sits so low to the slide, it's only 15 rounds. So it's very low. And the guide rod and spring are in front of the trigger guard. So they don't actually ride on top. It actually <laughs> comes all the way down. So there's actually a lump underneath the slide and in front of the trigger guard. It, looks, yeah. it almost looks like a, a an integral light, but it's actually where the recoil spring and buffers uh, is housed. That's right. how low it sits. And, so, and what's yeah. the is is I'm, I'm sure there's some benefit or some reason as to why this is a thing. But generally speaking, why is this a thing? generally speaking, the recoil pulse is incredibly low. Okay, so uh, the mechanical advantage of it is is very very low uh, for subsequent follow up shots. So a lot of people do struggle. They say they get some feeding and jams and a few other things. Um, but after dealing with them for a bit, it, it, it's it's more to do with um, it's such a weird technique that you people just aren't used to it. <laughs> So we'll wait and see. So uh, we get them out of customs very sh- – they're supposed to come out last week. Obviously, they didn't. We've got a few little um, – <laughs> they had to get AFP approval because they've never been here before. So oh, okay. we're, we're getting there. So yeah, it's right. just we had to get two samples into a yep. – you know, appease the pals that be and but get all them signed they're, off. They're nothing – aside from that, they're nothing like obscure and, and – I mean, they're, they're a standard handgun in terms well, they, of operation they don't, they don't, You know, they don't set kittens on fire and, you know, knock over old ladies. They're well, pretty I'm, much just a regular handgun. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. I lost <laughs> <That's> my interest. <laughs> um, kittens on fire was the plan, but, you know. yeah. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still a regular handgun. Um, they are more of a, I guess you call it like a um, personal protection carry uh, firearm. Okay. Um, the main concept for us is dealing with a couple of guys in um, LEO security okay. um, is probably more or less the main priority. Um, but anybody who's a collector or somebody who wants something a little bit different, I mean, let's face it, there are guys out there and, and I'm yeah. one of them. We just want something just that's something different. different. We just want to shoot something. I mean, hell, all the guns I've ever shot are different. I mean, look at the Nerf gun. That was, that was a bit of a space cadet, but <laughs> yeah. it's got to be something different and yeah. it, it fit the bill for me. So, um, okay. dealing with that sort of, it's something a little bit different. So we've spent many, many months negotiating, trying to get them over. But yeah. Yeah. yeah look, I, I haven't got a, like a big list of guns that I can, I, I want to shoot. Um, I find far more enjoyment of having uh, whatever whatever gun tricked out or, or or done up, and then getting time spent with the gun shooting it. Yeah, and you know, I, I mean, I've shot semi-auto and and I've shot bits and pieces when we're over in the states. I didn't really have a lot of desire to shoot much. Um, no, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, so if if we could do uh, three gun here, 
mm-hmm. Multi Gun or whatever whatever name it goes by. And, and we had the ability where ARs were, were allowed on ranges and we could use them as part of that. Then I would have been far more interested to look at some of the ARs over there mm, of because course, of course. I've got an application for it. Here. You've got a use for it. Yeah. There's no point like ogling over a Ferrari or Lamborghini when you know you're never going to own one. Well, maybe, maybe not this month. <laughs> Actually, maybe hit up Greg for a loan. He might be able to square you away. So. Loan? Just get him to buy it. And, but, like, yeah, and I'm sure, like, other people, and, and totally nothing wrong with it, they, they like, want to try and shoot every gun they possibly can, which is, yeah, yeah no, no problems at all. But just for me, just, I like, I, I spent all my time at, at shot last time looking at all the precision rifle sort of gear mm. and really didn't pay any attention to, to much else. It's, it's kind of weird. I did exactly the same with ARs. Everyone's like, Oh, you Aussies, come over and have a look at our ARs. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, it's because you can't own them. I'm like, uh, ac- actually, here's here's a photo of me in my workshop <laughs> with an AR with a suppressor. And they're like, you can't have those in Australia. I'm like, thanks for your time, buddy. And just walk away. <laughs> Whereas so, for me, I, I can't own them. And, and I'm just, I'm not, I just haven't got the desire, you know, for, for that. But I, I will spend all day like playing with a, with a particular action that I could, could get. I mean, I'm sure I will be, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to get into a few of the, you know, a few of the shops and go and try and see mm. Curtis and Impact Actions. And oh, yeah, of course, of course. While we're in Oklahoma mm. and in, in Texas, because those are the, the guns that I would happily be able to play with for a day because I could get one over here. I mean, already decided on the Curtis, but, you know, yeah, yeah. could go down that path with them. Oh, of uh, and that's much more of interest to me. So here's one for you. Do you know what my, uh, well, do you know what my favorite gun is and what I shoot in my spare time? Is it your? It's it's something big, isn't it? It's something big, <laughs> I've short. Got, I've got multiple firearms that are big calibers. I love big bore stuff. Yeah, it's big, big bore, no scope sort of thing, lever action sort of base, something quite, like that. Quite, quite possibly a marlin. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. collect marlins, and I got yeah. I got a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually shoot marlins in my spare time. So because yeah. I work on all these top end rifles all the time, and um, I don't go out shooting, you know, like semi autos or whatever else, and I, I don't bother going out and going, oh, I'm gonna shoot suppressors because no one else gets to play with them. Um, I shoot them when I have to for, mm. for clients or for testing purposes, and, and that's basically it. But I actually shoot Marlin lever actions in my, in my spare time. For personally, when I'm hunting, it's actually what I yeah, enjoy. What Get like. back to basics. It's just something a bit different. So, mm. <laughs> but something yeah. a little bit unusual. But yeah, 4570s, um, triple fours, 450 Marlins, yeah. um, Bushmasters, things like that. I like the big dumb stuff because <laughs> I don't like shoulders. <laughs> And speaking of being big dumb stuff, well, not not dumb stuff, but you had had said a little while ago you were working towards a ELR record. Ah, I was wondering if this was going to turn this up. It's going to turn up. Yeah, okay. Up. Where, where where is that up to? Is this still on the cards? Have you had other priorities? It, it come is. Up? What's the story? Okay, so we've we okay. had we had. Can to I give a- can I give an origin? Where we, and a video that you that was recorded shot uh, shot you, expo in. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's your podcast, and I can walk out the night <laughs> and get some more ice. Um, and you you talked about it with uh, yeah. in a video interview about about attempting a five k shot there. Yep. And certainly, I've had people ask about it. And when we oh, were course, bucking, yeah. when we arrived there, one of the first questions the the publican asked me was, "How did that bloke go with that world record shot?" Yep. And I went. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it's probably Nick. I, I get asked about it almost every time I'm in public. Yeah, <laughs> is um, that why you don't go anywhere? Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm stuck in the stuck in the cave, just like churning out people's jobs. Perfect. So, um, so so what's what's the story with it? Okay, so we obviously this year we took a little bit of a change. Mm. Um, so it's still on the cards for probably. Uh, it should be done hopefully within the next fortnight. So we're waiting on the weather. So we're we're oh, out right. there. You, we you're... haven't got anything on video. 
So we have okay. not we have not hit at five k's. It's actually forty nine hundred meters. Okay. So about fifty fifty two something or other yards. Yep. Um, but we haven't had uh, the correct weather conditions. We have. There's been a lot yep. of factors. Obviously, with um, with work, that's taken a, a huge priority. Yep. Um, as a as a weird segue of all this, mm-hmm. um, the whole thing started um, because someone said, "Oh, I want to shoot this, you know, stupid long range," and I said, "Well, you know, I shoot long range, and you know, we've pushed three oh eights out to three k's, and you know, we're we're pushing. Um, a few guys will say, oh, I want to shoot long range.'" And, Um, I'm currently my two, four, three, and I've run that out to a mile quite a few times and, you know, pushing a few other things out to two, two and a half Ks. And it's, it's not an unusual feat. A lot of people can do it now. There's, there's no magic behind it. It, It's, it's quite a known formula. Um, but what happened was we said, well, there's nothing really equipped the way I want it to be done. Okay. Uh, and the mineral actions that we make, um, the first prototype, uh, the, the brand name is Manil and the serial number is Manil. That's actually the, the first one we ever made. Okay. And that's the one I'm actually using for the, the long range attempt because it's uh, one of the, there's only two long actions we've ever made and okay. both of them are owned by me. Yep. Um, so, and that's, that's basically where it all came from. So they're both series ones. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much how the whole thing sort of came about. So okay. um, we've had to use a custom cartridge. So we had to go through a whole uh, concept. So I've spoken to Dave Manson of Manson Remus because PTG were just, uh, it was um, a polite way of saying it was too awkward to deal with. Um, trying to get some custom stuff done. So, okay. yep. um, yeah, so we ended up uh, making a custom that. And then obviously we had to go through the process because it's a custom bore size or the custom uh, projectiles involved. Yep. Th- th- there was a lot involved in this project to the point where I had to get a, um, so I spoke to Swan Barrels. We got a custom um, rifling and groove and twist rate. Yes. So okay. everything's been built from the ground up very specifically for this job. For so yeah, uh, okay. we've designed, so it's not just, oh, I've just gone and got a 375 Shatec and I'm just going to, Five, 37 shots, uh, 37 yeah. shots until I hit. <laughs> so I've spent a lot of time uh, methodically calculating, going through the process, uh, forming brass, um, all these sorts of other stuff to to try to get all this done. Yes. So it's it's been a long time coming, but dealing with PRS um, and obviously trying to deal with customers, that's always, or well, dealing with customers has always been priority. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't enjoy being like this six month gunsmith where someone turns around and goes, oh, I want this want this simple trigger job done. You go, yeah, no, leave the gun and six months later, come and pick it up. We try to turn things out in a timely fashion where we, where mm. we can. Mm. Um, and obviously with a lot of the very unique custom one-off jobs, um, it, it does tend to blow lead times out a little bit. So obviously a lot of, um, a lot of extra, you know, overtime hours in the workshop, you know, for myself and you know, some of the other guys and it, it sucks a bit, but it's, yeah. it's one of those things. So, yeah. It is something we're reinvigorating. Uh, we were actually out last weekend, okay. uh, fireforming brass, and I should be back out there again tomorrow, uh, depending on the weather. But um, yep. um, weirdly enough, um, a nice overcast day seems to be a lot better in, okay. in spotting shots. That seems is that to be... mirage mirage coming down? Yeah, the mirage yep. coming down. Um, but the the other thing is also Ford observers. Um, so we've been dealing with our own custom um, uh, impact indicators. Yes. So we uh, dealt with a guy and we've actually custom designed some of our own indica- uh, impact indicators. Yeah. And we have been spotting those out to 5K. So we had everything all set. So you can spot yeah, them right. with a naked eye at 2Ks. That's how bright they are. Yeah, cool. So through a scope um, at a mile, um, <laughs> it's actually kind of blinding. Um, but at 5Ks, that's that's one of those things we had to achieve. So it, it's it, it's been a long time coming project uh, since we announced it, but it has been on the cards for nearly two years. Wow. So it, it has been quite a long process, hmm. um, but it's 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 just the time factor. It's been really really hard to get enough time to get out there and dedicate towards it. Um, one time we we're actually set to go to about four Ks and get it all on video, and then we didn't have some batteries, and then the drone was you know, you know oh, 
it's always something <laughs> like, all right, let, let's get some data, let's get some dope and, and go from there. Yeah. So we're 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 at where we need to be. Yep. Um, and I love the long range. I mean, long range is my first passion. Um, yep. and that's you know that's puff and levers. Uh, yeah, puff and levers. Oh, you can shoot levers long range, <laughs> like hundred meters is long range, isn't it? <laughs> so yep. yeah, it's it's one of those things that we've we've slowly been working towards. Um. So we did jump the gun a little bit. Um, we were supposed to be going out um, a few weeks after that. Then obviously the rain came and a bit of other stuff. And then uh, we're, the property where we're shooting, they had cropping. So it, it's it cures a, it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time coming. So it is still definitely on the cards. Yeah. But we haven't shown any information. Oh, actually, mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. We were looking at the, uh, a certain photo with a certain amount of powder that was 2208. You have to you tell me more. What, oh, okay. That? I posted a photo on Instagram. Yeah. And I had 110 grains of 2208 powder for one of my cases. Right. That's the fire forming load. Because we actually got a bunch of new brass from Bertram Brass. Bertram was kind enough to get me some brass. Okay. So we're running some uh, brand new virgin brass that we're actually fire forming to get a to get a full shoulder. Yeah. Because it, it took a seven operations to get the brass fire formed. Uh, sorry, to get the to get the brass swaged and pressed into the right shape before we could even fire form it. So, wow. but we're, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah. So there, um, that 110 grains of 08 is actually just the base fire forming load. And that's, huh. uh, that's actually where it's all wow. going from. So huh. more photos will be released shortly on that. Um, but we're basically there. So we've got, we just, we basically got a new batch of brass mm-hmm. and we'll be doing some testing uh, tomorrow. Now that, now that I've actually got fire form brass, um, I'll be doing some preliminary testing, getting a ladder test done Yep, and testing it out at probably, uh, the ladder test we do at 700 meters, like trying to find a velocity node, make sure it's still where it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, and then we'll start testing out at about uh, probably a mile and then we'll do 2.3 and then 3.4. And mm-hmm. then we'll probably go for the, the main shot again out to five. So yeah, that's probably right. where we'll be. So over the next fortnight, we're hoping over the Christmas break, we should be pretty much on song because uh, I'm looking at the top of trees at the moment. We've got a bit of breeze down here. Yes. Um, but it's it's something that we're working towards. So we've, we've got everything ready to go. Um, it's It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got holidays, I'm <laughs> trying to get out there and actually shoot for myself rather than trying to shoot for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need, you need that time, don't you? You need to. Oh, of course. Uh, need some downtime. So pretty much it's it's when that weather's right, when the conditions are good, yeah, it's, there's, it's go time. There's, and... a, there's a couple of things we've learned, yeah. um, but we have learned something about spotting your shots with heat haze. Yep. If anybody's shot anything at range mm-hmm. and sometimes like you just can't see anything, you're like the heat haze isn't really there and then all of a sudden you can start seeing your impacts again in the dirt. There's an actual reason for that. And we actually discovered it and I approached someone about it with, with what we'd figured out and we actually got it confirmed to us. Yep. Um, they're like, how did you figure that out? And like, what distance are you shooting at? And like, well, let me tell you. Um, and that's how it sort of works. So we've actually been tying in with with quite a few different groups of people. So yeah, yeah. Um, for those listening uh, who know um, uh, Mark down in Western Australia, who's just yes. a couple of long shots, I do... Yep. Um, I uh, do a fair bit of his gunsmithing for him. So I build his custom Picatinny rails and a few other things I've done for him to okay. help him get out there. So yeah, cool. talking with him, um, talking with the guys uh, up in Brisbane, um, uh, Outer Limits mm-hmm. uh, projectiles. Outer Edge. Outer Edge, sorry. Um, uh, 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 not Brett. Um, Steve. Steve, sorry. Steve, Steve at Outer Edge, yes. Oh, so um, there's been a couple of emails about yeah. that um, and a few other things as well. So we're not using his projectiles at the moment, but it's something we're actually looking at doing to, for a complete, because we've got, Australian action, Australian barrel, um, mm. Australian stock. Uh, we're trying to do everything, and we're you know Australian brass. We're trying to get the Australian projectiles as well. Yeah. So once we've got a bit more data, we're actually we're going to key up with him 
um, and then see what we see if he can develop anything for the caliber. Um, mm. How well that works, we just don't know. But um, that that's that's and that's next year's project. Sure, on the finale to try to make it as much Australian as possible. So we're working there. Yeah, brilliant. Are you going to film the whole process when you when you go? We have that's... multiple cameras and drones. Yeah, excuse me. So um, yeah, we're also so... going to have to have a forward observer. Yeah, because every single person on the planet is going to cry bullshit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. It, it comes with the territory. Even it doesn't matter how much you feel, mate, or all that sort of gear, people are gonna gonna call on it. And and oh, have yeah. you set parameters of of like if you got amounts of shots you, you're gonna limit yourself or is it just purely, hey, we're gonna just do it to technically see if it's possible and yeah. and, and we're gonna shoot until we hit it uh or or just Well the first stage what, is actually just trying to get that single impact. Yeah. Um but I mean, I've got a hundred brass for it, but I'm only going to be shooting probably about ten to maybe fifteen. Okay. Um, if we can't see where we're impacting, uh, we'll have a Ford observer. He'll be about one mile from the target, so he'll be three and a half k's away from us. Yes. And the target's still another mile beyond him. Yep. So, um, or just nearly a mile. So we're going to have a Ford observer. Um, see what we can see. Yep. Uh, we've also got the drone. Um, just to basically. Drones are really good. Um, depending on how much they're moving, you can actually tell what the wind is doing up on the air because at that distance. Yeah, the wind moves a bit, especially yeah. over a valley. Yeah. So, so you're going to have like 15 drones lined up so you can get full wind reading yeah, all the with, way out. with little helium balloons above them as wind flags, yeah. Perfect. So, um, so we've we got, we got a couple of things we've been trying to work on. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's really seeing what's feasible. So technically, we will be walking it out by going basically a K at a time, walking okay. it out. Um, and once we've got our dope, we're confirmed, we know where we are we know what's going to be happening. Um, then we're basically planning for, you know, 10 shots. Okay. Um, and for it to be the, at my consideration is it's got to be two in a row and the 36 inch plate is not a lot of space. No. It's a very, very small shot. So any, even just one impact out of say 50 shots, hmm. which is pretty much what most of these like extreme long range guys do. I could still consider that to be a win, but personally I won't be satisfied, satisfied with it unless it's that two shots out of 10. And it's not like, all right, here's the first 10. All right, let's try another 10. It's like, no, nah, we've got to pack up. We've got to evaluate. Yeah, okay. Is something going on? Something's wrong. Yeah. My loads suck. Like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I've got bad trigger control. Failing that, um, I've got another guy who shoots incredibly well, um, and he's already been shooting out to 4,200 yards yep. uh, okay. with some of our stuff. So basically, near on 3.9 Ks thereabouts. So we're sort of, we're knocking on the door. So he's a much better shot than me. So um, I've built the gun, and yeah. as, long as, it, as long as it works... I consider it a win for me, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Th these things are always team efforts, you know, for those oh, sort yeah, of extreme yeah. long shots. It's not one bloke doing it. I mean, one one guy's pulling the trigger, yeah. But there's spotters and there's there's you know forward observers and the guys who built it and the, yeah. And, and all those people that are giving you technical advice and other bits and pieces are all all have a oh a, yeah, a yeah. role to play in in it's, that. People keep asking me, and I say, it's, it's much like Formula One. Hmm. There's one guy who drives a car, but it takes 27 people to make that car move. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a team effort. And I think that, you know, you've obviously got your head mechanics and you've got your, um, you know, aerodynamicists and someone's got to get coffee. Yeah. Oh, dude, donuts and coffee, man. I tell yeah. you, the world, yeah. world doesn't move without donuts <laughs> and coffee. So yeah. So there's, there's obviously a lot more involved with it, but obviously keying up with um a lot of these supplies for, for, making stuff to my specifications has been a, an absolute godsend from, yeah. from some of these people. So Fantastic. it's been a long time coming, but we'll get there eventually. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess that's the thing is you just keep chipping away at it. Yeah. Know, yeah. Why you know, not? If it doesn't work. And if time. I see a rabbit come out of the mile, I'm going to shoot it long before Andrew does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get the smack down going. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Good. Actually, good I've got a, I've got a bone to pick with Andrew as well. Right. Um, Andrew, he doesn't like left-handed people at all. He's got a bit of a gripe against it. What's the problem with that? Is he a self-hater? 
You need to ask the question to Andrew. How does he shoot a bow when he hunts? Left-handed. We've we've covered this. He, See, he has admitted <laughs> that he's a a, a fallible. A, what's the word? He's an, an imperfect <laughs> human being. It's as we all terrible. Are. I just like bringing that point up again. Just just driving that wedge home. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he will have an appropriate retort. And and I know you're going to come along to the live recording. So perhaps you can ask him the question. I'll do it from a distance. <laughs> uh, probably probably wise idea. Yeah. Maybe 5Ks. Or... Yeah, maybe 5Ks. <laughs> it, would be, uh, yeah, it would be good, mate. Yeah, excellent. So what's next for Ignition, for Nick, for, you know, 2019, we've got a new PRS season. You've got a record you're going to try and break. You've got yeah. um, more actions that you're going to develop. Oh, that's that's one thing I was going to ask you. While, sure. while I think of it, you you kept talking about Manil series one, two, three, mm-hmm. and, and probably other numbers I didn't listen to. Yep. Um, what what changes between those series for you to count it as a different series? What okay. You- so series one was basically the um, there was about uh, I think there was three distinct appearance models um, okay. before we before we set it on the official you know the series one as it were. Yeah. So the series one is, I guess the best way to explain it is nearly a Remington clone. Okay. It's very, very identical to a Remington. Um, to the point where the bolts were actually compatible. Right. So, okay. Um, yep. So, excuse me. So that was that was the main concept. Hmm. So in the series two, yep. uh, we actually changed some of the dynamics of the feed ramp. Hmm. Uh, we changed where the side bolt release is positioned because we we realized if you put it in the middle of the the raceway where the um where the bolt lug is, as as the bolt stop the side bolt release. It was interfering with a lot of stocks. Yes. Yeah. And that sort of sucked a bit. So we actually raised that quite a bit higher. Um, we also changed a little bit on the cocking piece, uh, um, the the feed on the underneath and the way the trigger mechanism hangs on the inside of it. Okay. So it's still, the average person would not notice anything, mm-hmm. but it was a design change enough that it, um, to the point where dimensions were actually shifting and moving. Yeah. Uh, we also changed the ejection port shape. Uh, if you want a single feed or ejection port, that also changed um, in the way it's actually handled and the the position it actually moves at. Okay. Um, the bolt uh, the bolt itself also changed very slightly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so only only minor changes. Um, is that no longer compatible with the? With no, the series one and two is not compatible with each other. Okay. So they look visually the same, um, but they're they're not compatible now. A series three is obviously different again, and nothing's going to be compatible with that. However, the series three bolt is compatible with the series two. Okay. Yeah. So. If anybody's noticed um, on the side of Remington actions um, on their lug down the very bottom by the ejection board, there's a little tiny thin line that goes the whole way down. Okay. So in your raceways. Um, I, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why people are actually doing that. Um, and it was actually, um, I think it was uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty McMillan's uh, Bagara. Yes. He had one. Yeah. And I thought, all right, let's just have a bit of a look at this because unfortunately he had a, a bit of a problem with his Bagara rifles at one of the sages. No, uh, no he didn't ago. have a problem with his Bagara. He's had several <laughs> problems with his Bagara. In fact, it's, it's impressive when he finishes a match with the same gun he starts it with. Has he actually finished an entire day with a, with a Bagara yet? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but Scott, we, we've had your ears, they're bad. And then, well, the thing is, we've had other Bagaras run in the series and they've been perfect. They've been, been absolute. Fine. They've been absolute yeah. missiles. So yeah. I think it's Scott. I think it is Scott. Yeah. He's, anyway. It's it's something to do with a green mankini. Oh, that, this just... is probably the third or fourth podcast that's now come up on. I, th- I think uh, I, th- I think if you if you're interested in that, just go see the photos and don't don't do it. Don't yeah. Save your eyes. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, one thing I was uh, so I started playing with his action because he, he busted his extractor claw. Yeah, yeah it popped off the um, the little square studs on the front of the um, bolt faces. They drive me nuts. Why people still use them, I don't understand. Um, 
Well, I do understand why they do it. I just don't. I just don't agree with the concept. Yep. So I got to play with his action, and because I've I've seen a whole bunch of other like obviously Defiance have done it. Um, the three lugs generally don't. Um, but I was trying to figure out exactly what the reasoning behind it was, and I sort of figured it out. Um, it's a, it's the way to do with bolt binding um, at the front of the action. Mm-hmm. So if everything's uh, if the tolerances are too tight. Mm-hmm. Um, everything runs fine the, the way it is. Yeah. But if the uh, bolt's a little bit looser for accommodating for dirt and grit, um, having uh, the bolt bind, it, it actually can have so much slack that when you pull it, the bolt almost shakes and almost bites in Okay. Um, because it's too loose. It's, it's, it sounds reverse counteractive, but mm-hmm. it's actually um, sort of the way it works. So if it's too loose, when you pull the bolt handle, yep. it tends to nudge the front of the bolt up into the, into the top of the action and it comes off the... Um, the, the lugs, the locking lugs come off the rails and actually bind on the top. Right. Almost like okay. a pivot point. Yep. So by having a little rail run down the side of it actually keeps the bolt nose down. It actually makes it slide a lot easier. Huh. So I'm like, oh. So I went back and did a couple of experiments and we, we wire cut one out. And it did seem to fix quite a few little issues that we were having. So we're like, cool. Well, let's steal yeah, it then. There's a reason why. <laughs> yeah, let, let's <laughs> go for it. So Remington's have had it. It's one thing we never adopted in our first ones. Yeah. Um, and I think this also stems back to the way I manipulate the bolt and the way I move a bolt. I've never had that problem before. Yeah, I gotcha. And okay. a few other people have mentioned it. Quite a few people never have. And they've said, no, the bolt runs fine. I've never had a few, uh, never had a problem. Yeah. But a few people were saying it. Um, okay. So yeah, it, it, it's something that we had to accommodate. So it's something I had to learn about. So we, we've gone back. We changed that. Um, there's a few other things. The rear tang. Yep. Um, of the action is much, much stronger. So it's about 40% stronger now at the rear okay. of the action. Right. So the best way to describe the tang is where you've got, it stops at the back of the action mm. and then uh, where the bolt, you know, the bolt closes, where the bolt handle is, it drops down quite aggressively and then you've got the tang that sort of is level with the stocks. It's almost yes. like it, it just, you know, the back of the action just stops. Yes. So what we've got at the back of the action now, um, on the left-hand side of it, oh, sorry, on the non-handle side, because we do left and right, for some reason. Uh, for some reason. Well, you know, you got to feel sorry for some people. Um, it's funny. The first actions were made in Series 3. Yeah. The first five actions were all left-handed. See, because clearly... if, if you screwed them up, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our reasoning. So um, Make sure you check out my new actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're left-handed. Where definitely. all the mistakes are left-handed. Um, so... <laughs> But no, we actually did the left-handed ones first. And actually, they came out really good, which is we're like, cool, let's roll with this. Yeah. Um, but we have made some left-handed titaniums and a few other things. Sure. Um, but the side of the action is covered a lot higher. So it actually goes from okay. the top of the action, basically the end of the uh, the Picatinny rail, mm-hmm. and it tapers from there down to the back of the recoil lug. Uh, sorry, it tapers from there to the back of the rear screw. Back of the tank, so it adds yeah. a lot more material and a lot more meat. Okay. Because um, one thing we were noticing with accuracy uh, on extreme situations by me running uh, the custom action that I'm running yeah. uh, for our long range build, um, the long range shot by having like, you know, these excessively long, huge bull barrels on the end. Um, we noticed a lot of the dispersion we we're actually getting was because of the rear tank okay. because you, that's where we'd actually notice a bit of vertical deflection. Yeah. So I thought, let's see what happens if we beef up that area or just, you know, like weld the thing into the stock mm. and the problem goes away. So we're like, all right, so that's where it's flexing. Yeah. So we've taken all this feedback um, and it's one thing it's for the PRS shooters and for the average hunter, not going to notice a difference, gotcha. but for the F-class shooters and the people who want to run these 30-inch straight bull barrels, yeah. those are the guys who are going to benefit from it. Gotcha. Because so, of that added weight. Because of that added yeah. weight So and because it's at the rear pivot. So hmm. the thread's still only the same length, hmm. but the actual material and uh, the amount of material on the back of it, it, it makes a, a much, much more prevalent um, sort of um, area. Yeah. So, hence, yeah. hence Series 3. 
Hence Series 3. Yeah. So a few other little design changes. Bolt handles obviously moved just a little bit as well. Still uh, modular, so we've got long and short. Yeah. Uh, we've moved the angle of the bolt handle a little bit by three degrees. We've moved it down by um, three millimeters, which makes the bolt handle go down about eight millimeters. Okay. So it, it clears the scope for a lot, uh, lot more readily. Yes. Uh, people are in those really massive ocular lenses and yep. things like that. So yep. it does clear that a bit more easy. Okay. Um, few other th <laughs> That's another thing I noticed because I run a sperm out, a cutie sperm out, which actually is a little bit higher than most yes. other yeah. rings. Yeah, and because of that, I was never running into problems. But someone running a very ultra low system, yep. they're going, "Oh, this is like you know, a, like you know, yeah. cigarette paper <laughs> tolerances yeah. away from the scope rings." <laughs> so little things like that we had to we've had to develop over time. Yeah, cool. So that's where it's all come from. And what about uh, to back to the other question in 2019? What what are you okay. planning so on doing? We've got um, a lot more uh, stuff being prototyped at the moment yeah. that we're we're looking at doing. So we are looking at moving facility. Um, yep. so that should have happened by now, but it's, we're still working with it. obviously police approvals, yeah, um, stuff, stuff, stuff like that, legalities. Um, we've got, a some of the contracts we're taking on, um, a little bit more sensitive. So we have to worry about background checks and there's a lot of other paperwork okay. that goes with it, which is, uh, which is, which is good, yeah. but it's something a little bit different. So mm. we're, we're getting there with things. So we should be moved out very shortly. It's been a long time coming yeah but we'll get there and when we do that we'll be making uh, a lot more things in house to the point where we should be able to prototype just about anything on a firearm so so when you get an idea for for a product like you know for a, for an item you're going yeah they, they, we got to fix that problem or someone's had an issue at a comp that you've seen you're like yeah i, I reckon i could come up with an idea for that what, what's your What's your process? Like the first thing I evaluate yeah. is if I'm drunk or not. Because if I'm drunk, it could not be a good idea. So <laughs> See, I'll go the other way. If, if I've had a few drinks, this is probably going to be good. This, this is a great winner. idea. This is onto a winner. <laughs> this, is, this is great, yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, you're like, what was I thinking about? I can't remember a thing. No, I always, so, always write it down. Always write it down? Always write it down. I usually can't read what I've written, but I always write it down. Yeah, so yeah. hieroglyphics? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, A lot of it comes down to uh, some of the original stuff with custom engineering. Uh, came from because no one was fulfilling requirements for certain shooters. So a lot of the first projects we ever did were for people who had a, um, I guess you call it a physical disability in some way. Uh, one or two guys that had a stroke. Um, one guy, uh, he was right-handed, but he was blind in his, in his right eye. So he had to shoot left-handed, but he, he couldn't, he just could not figure out the concept of trying to shoot left-handed. Like he's just, yeah. I mean, he may as well be shooting with his feet. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just wasn't happening for him. Yeah. I've seen so, people do that. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> um, yeah, good old weekend gun up from Reddit seems to do that quite a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we, we've tried to um, adapt uh, through a requirement. So rather than just, you know, sort of making a solution and realizing, should we have even done this in the first place? <laughs> it's it's more about someone comes with an objection and goes, I've got a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I need to find a solution for this. Yeah. Um, so we try to work through them with that concept, whether it be uh, sometimes roost shooters just trying to um, come up with a solution, trying to you know, shoot out the side of their rig. So a lot of the guys shooting, uh, you know, rests out the side of their windows or, mm. you know, shooting um, uh, like uh, soft bags on their window frames and stuff like that. Yeah. So a, a lot of people making all these uh, like max boxes and a few other things, they've made all these items because of a requirement that they've been approached about. Sure. So it's not just, we'll just make this and see if it sells. It, it's more or less about if someone approaches with an idea that they need, Yeah. Um, then we'll do that. So we quite often do small one-off runs. Yeah. But in the future, we, we do see a couple of... Um, Unique prototyping things, but they're, they're refinements of products that are already out there, but sure. we hope it's a refinement in the right direction for what we're already being asked for. So we have already made some of these items, mm. but it's something that we're working towards to try to make a bit more prevalent and mm. 
we just hate dealing with importation and customs. We really <laughs> just can't be asked with it anymore. So we'd like to yeah. make a lot more here. So if people have an idea, we'd love to work with them and, and try to figure something out. Mm. Mm, fascinating. And and so you, you know, potentially could go on to actually produce that in a more sort of more significant way and, and yeah, look after them for that. Yeah, yeah. As weird as it sounds, we're more... Uh, we're more concerned on uh, prototyping rather than full production. Okay. So yep. a lot of it would be one-offs, um, but we do want to work with some of the other people uh, we've started talking with at the moment for those guys. We do small one-off prototyping. We're not a shop with 50 guys yeah. um, or yeah. you know, even a dozen guys. We're, we're not to that scale. Yeah. So we want to try to make a production. Uh, we want to try to make a, pro- a prototype item mm. that get the refinements that can work yep. and then they can go and take that or we can help try to get it mass produced somewhere else in the, with a couple of places that we know who, who are legally entitled to do that. Gotcha. So that's what we're trying to aim towards. Yeah, cool. And what about your shooting next year? Aside from moving the business um, and growing and such, uh, yeah. what are you actually hoping to do? Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, one of them is I want to head north. Um, I want to shoot a buffalo. Okay. Um, it's one thing I've never done. Yeah. And have a guess what I want to shoot it with. A lever action, um, lever action Hudson pistol, low axis of board, center fire. Absolutely right. I want to smash it with a rifled Adelaide. No, not really. (laughs) No, um, with kittens on fire. Yeah, with, with kittens on fire and flat tires. Yeah. yeah. Um, so no, I want to. I want to go while, shoot a while buff. eating a chocolate eclair. While eating cream. a chocolate eclair, yes, that's very good. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Um, I definitely want to get out and, and actually hunt. What did you actually want to shoot it with? Sorry. Um, uh, forty-five seventy. Something's a bit more traditional. Yeah. So yes, I know you can do it with less, and yes, it's a bit of an overkill, and yes, it's going to bruise my shoulder, but dude, I'm in it for the win. It. So <laughs> I want to. I want to have a bit of fun with it. So. Yeah. Um, I've definitely got a couple of guys in Northern Territory. I've got a, um, I've done a contract for Northern Territory Parks and Wildlife. Mm-hmm. So I know a couple of guys up there and they keep saying, come up, come up, come up. And if, yeah, I, if I keep turning it away, I'm, I'm never going to get the offer that's again. That's right, yeah, But yeah. I, I do need to take some time for myself. So yeah. we've got that planned. Um, and the other thing is I would I'd love to attend, excuse me, um, a Victorian service rifle match yes. or Sydney service rifle match or an Adelaide service rifle match. Um that would uh, I've missed a Tasmanian it. one going on next year. There's a Tasmanian in one in February, I reckon. I am going to go and heckle George relentlessly. <laughs> well, I mean, keep up what you're normally good at. So, well, may as I well. actually, I, I will admit that um, when we had the Little River in Victoria, yeah, um, how was his results on the first day? Not, not as impressive as it should have been. <laughs> I had to back off. I think I got inside his head to the point where um, he threatened to kick me in the nuts. So I was like, "Surely that's something you'd experience on a regular so basis." I, I, so I took that as a gentle hint. Gotcha. To to have more of a go at him. I just so, <laughs> just had a look on the impact on MS calendar. By the way, just a very good there. Uh, Precision service rifle. Where can where can I find that calendar? Is that on the website? On the Impact Dynamics website. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That yeah. makes sense then. Which would which would make sense, and so uh, just having a look here uh, on the calendar under Tasmania, <gasps> that's a picture of a very pretty Daryl. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Precision Service Rifle Series in uh, Tasmania. Tasmania, February the sixteenth. Yeah, Do you know what's very special about February the sixteenth? Uh, it's two days after February something else. Fourteenth. Yeah, so do you know it's before February fourteenth? Your birthday's around there. It is. Yeah. 12th? 11. Very no, good guess. It's not, oh, it's not far off. It's not bad. It's not far off. And uh, my middle child is on the 21st of February. G- great. Excellent. <laughs> great. Well, the, import- the important thing about his, him, uh, he's my middle child, mm-hmm. and his, the first two letters of his name are N-A. Mm-hmm. And my eldest child, the first two letters of his name are M-A. Mm-hmm. And my youngest child, 
uh, here, the first letters are E-L. So if you look at the the name Manil for our actions, it's M-A-N-A-E-L. So it's actually named after my three boys. There you go. Yeah, fun little fact for everybody. I I did know that. Three prophets. People go, oh, what's that mean? I'm like, oh, it means three prophets. Very, very old Latin word. I'm like, you idiots. I just needed a name. So I liked Manil and that's how it sort of went. Are you sure it's not related to where you're going to make three times the amount of profit? I wouldn't say three times the profit. I'd say three somethings. <laughs> three somethings. Three schmeckles. Yeah. So. <laughs> Some of them. Uh, so the, uh, the Tasmanian match. Yeah. In so February. So it'll actually be, um, well, February's renowned for being the hottest month of the year in Adelaide. So it might yeah. actually be a really good time to get down there. <laughs> it might be perfect for Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll yeah. Uh, just be may back not from be SHOT sn- Show. So may I'll, not be snowing. I'll be nice and broke by then. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, that'll be that'll be good to get over to one of those matchups. And of course, we've got a we've got a club up and running now. In, in we SA. certainly do. We're both members of. Mm-hmm. So the uh, I don't know if I've actually talked a lot about that club. I'm sure I have. I don't really pay attention to what we talk about in the podcast. So where is this magical club of ours? Uh, Monado. Monado. About an hour out of Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, which would be southeast mm-hmm. of Adelaide, which is about an hour towards Melbourne. So those who in Melbourne. We're about an hour closer to you than, yes. than we are currently. You don't you don't have to dirty your souls by coming all the way to Adelaide. You can actually stop before Adelaide. That's so right. it's a it's a very good trip. Yeah. So we've had quite a few people from uh Mildura come over. Yeah. We've also had um the wonderful Ben Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's come all the way hey. down. He has. Um we've also who else have we had? We've had um bunch of, St- bunch of guys from, from Victoria have come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the Stevens family have come over and we've Scotty. also had uh, quite a few other people come over from uh all over really. So it's mm. it's been good. Yeah. And yeah, it's just real. It's it's. I love it because I mean I love PRS and and mm. but the and the intensity of it makes for a really exciting weekend. Mm. But I really like the relaxed nature. You're welcome of uh, of you, uh, particularly, <laughs> but in the club environment where there, there's yeah. there's no there's no prizes. There's, there's not. All, even it's much also glory. no stress. Yeah. So if no. you screw up, you're like. Well, I boned that shot. It's like, keep shooting, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Timer goes off and uh, you got like three shots and you're like packing up. They're like, no, no, just just keep shooting. And, just and, see what happens. And he's like, oh, I only got four out of the 10 shots off. And yeah. it's like, time. And he's like, just keep going. And then we're like, oh, we'll call impact anyway. <laughs> but I didn't shoot. It's like, just call impact. <laughs> good, good enough. Good enough. No, it's a, it's a really good training ground. So so if you are thinking about doing it, it's a really good place to start. It's the best thing about it is um, most of the matches- Going to the pub on Saturday night. Yeah. Actually, no, I go to my sister's place who's very close. So I oh, catch okay. up with my sister once a month. So that makes it really easy. Oh, that's so, cool. so I get drunk at her place instead. So on, on their coin. <laughs> that's, where we, that's where we're going next. <laughs> yeah. Barbecue's rule. So um, no, I, I tend to find that most of the matches I don't- I think I've only shot one of the matches completely entirely properly. I think every match so far, yeah. I've either had multiple people shooting my guns and my ammo. Yes. Um, or I have, um, what's the phrase? Taken a knee for, for some new shooters. So I've, I've, one of the stages I went out and it was a, it was an eight position uh, on a blue barricade, um, which I wouldn't say it's intimidating, but if you've never seen a barricade before, it's oh, like yeah. it's a giant kinder gym. The thing's awesome. Like it's really, really good. It's the it's the uh, window from play school is how it's been described to me. On steroids. On steroids, where you yep. could choose the uh, the square window, the round window, the uh, the whatever else they had, the star window or the diamond window, and then the stupid window with all the, the ropes st- in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid window. That's that's probably the best description I've actually heard so far. So. <laughs> It was uh, made by one of our other club, uh, lovely club members, uh, Goldie. Yep. So he would done. have been on a podcast within the last couple of weeks, actually. I think that was the the podcast yeah. we recorded a year ago, over a year ago, that was re- the released on Christmas Day. Oh, so his voice sounds more scratchy than it does 
currently because he's aged. Yeah, uh, yes. Well, yes. it sounds younger. Sounds younger. younger that's that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah it sounds the younger. other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other way around. He's lived a hard life. And <laughs> <laughs> got any hair left? Yeah. Anyway, he's uh, got plenty of kilt though. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, I um, one of the sages I shot, and it was like, um, they said, all right, who who's gonna, you know, what order are we gonna shoot in? And everyone's standing around. They're like, oh, we've only just joined. We don't, we don't know what we're doing. I'm like, all right, Steve, I'm your man. So this was our uh, Steve Spellman. Yes. So I'm like, all right, Steve, I'm your guy. And he goes, all right, you've got 90 seconds and you've got eight shots in this position. And everyone's like, eight shots? Is that all? Like, I thought, you know, and like, dude, you got 90 seconds. They're like, oh, that's not that hard. And I was the only person to actually go through and clean the whole thing. And I think the next high school was five or six, maybe with a um, Simon Plush. He, did, he actually did pretty well. Yeah. Damn, F-class shooters. He's not as quick, but he hits his hit ratio is through the roof. Doesn't miss a lot, does he? His hit ratio was high. Yeah. But then you had other guys come through and they were only getting like three or even four shots off. They couldn't understand the concept of moving. So mm. they'd set all their gun and they're like, oh, no, not ready yet. I'll reposition myself. And it's like, dude, get in position and don't be smooth. Just jerk that trigger, man. Just get into it. <laughs> so I actually um, uh, backed off a little bit rather than... Uh, running hard because my arch nemesis Zilmi was not there. Okay. Zilmi got a thing, have you? We got a bit of a thing. It's so. you dropping names of guys who've been in recent podcasts, mate. Zilmi was on a, on a PRS wrap up podcast. How's his mustache? Not long ago. Well, he was on the podcast, so I don't know. But it's impressive. It's, uh, if you haven't seen this, we, we, we certainly have to describe, I describe it as a beard stash where he's beard got a, a full beard, like proper solid beard. Yeah. And then like on top of that, not as part of it. On top of it, he's it's got an ferret. entire moustache. It's a ferret lying on his upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. That probably is pretty apt. Yeah. But, uh, he's a good dude. He started in production a couple of times. I beat him and I haven't beat him for about the last year and a half. I don't think yeah. he's picked me by a few points every time. Yeah. It's, it's been, which has been good because it's given me something to work towards. But mm. um, he wasn't, he wasn't actually there. He had cropping to do down at his farm. Right. So. Um, and every time I've been down to Minato, I've always tried to take a new shooter down. Someone you who, have. Yeah, yeah tried to involve great. someone in the sport. Yeah. And everyone has gone really down and is going, oh, I don't, I don't know if I really want to do this. You know, I'm going to look bad. And at the end of the day, they're like, how much does it cost to Best build a thing gun? Ever. Like, yeah. how do I buy a gun? <laughs> and, and they love, I mean, these guys are actually gun owners. So, um, but it's yeah. just, they've always been hunters or customers or something. They just wanted, or they've asked questions. Hmm. So more or less, I sort of, I wouldn't say coach them through it, but try to make their life a little bit easier and show them a technique. Uh, try to work on one fundamental basic at a time yep. rather than go, do this, do that, do that, and make sure you hit a target. And they're like, what the, what the hell? Just- I, have, I have to say, Nick, that you're like seeing you come out. So yeah, what Nick's saying is, is every time it's come out, pretty much every time, nearly every time, yeah, you've brought so, yeah. someone with you and you've gone, hey, well, come with me, use my gun, use my ammo. And you, yeah. you've rarely shot much. Yeah. Uh, you've you've basically and a few times I have I'm like oh no I missed to the side oh no I missed again <laughs> oh crap I missed oh, it I was like aim high you idiot I'm like oh no my dope's wrong oh, what a pity <laughs> <laughs> so okay well I was going to call you a nice guy but if you just throw on stages I take all that <laughs> no but you you um, I was the only dude to clean actually, that KOL though you <laughs> did it because I had five rounds left so I'm like I might as well clean this I've only got five left so I did so anyway. <laughs> But you, you you are you're talking guys through it. And you take you know taking the money wing. You're doing that sort of proper oh, pro yeah, amp yeah. sort of gear, which is really good to see. And 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 certainly love to love to see some more of that. Uh, oh, yeah. at, at this club and, and others. And and uh, you know from a PRS point of view, there's some some plans in the works to get a bunch more shooters. Well, I shooters think everybody involved. in every club will look at Mick Stubbins with his club. Mm. I mean, that's from um. They, I saw a couple of videos online of him recently. That club is growing. Like, yeah, it's it's getting there. I'm like, ooh, I think there's going to be a couple of good shooters coming out of there yeah. soon. So. <laughs> 
So good. I think I think we cranked the numbers the other day that we had, in terms of people rocking up, if you had all of the people rocking up over the, the four months we've had at Monado, mm. it's about 230-odd attendances. Yeah, and that's not bad. We have now My ego's so big it counts as two, though. So. 231 attendances then. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And... And we have forty-one members in four wow. months. Wow, forty-one already! I, I think it's great. Um, I've got not going to be bad. Yeah, well, that's spot on, Nick. Spot yeah. on. I don't think I've got anything to compare that to. But mm. in terms of uh, zero to forty in four months, yeah, wrapped with. But I think the other benefit is people who come out, even if they're not. I'm going to take Trav as a uh, Trav Harris as a as a little bit of a that a bloke. Here. That, that that bloke. That bloke. He needs some more body fat on him. The guy's a walking <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> it, it, like, lovely bloke though. Yeah. Lovely bloke. Yeah, it's it's funny waking up in the same room as him as well. Uh getting oh. out of his skivvies, I'm going, Oh man, like you, you need to, you need a steak or something. <laughs> anyway, so getting getting back to it. Right, so lovely bloke, but um, he, why not just trash him? He shoot he shoots quite well. Yeah. Um he's still a bit timid and he's still got a lot more to learn. Yeah. Um but I, but he's been range officing for how long for? Two years? Uh, probably, probably a year and a year and a half. Year and a half. So he's yeah. he's been around for quite a while though. Yeah, yeah. But he's actually never shot a match. He no, sorry, he has shot matches at a club level, but he's never shot one of the PRS official. But he's been a range officer about three of them. Uh, yeah, he has. I think you're bang on. I think he's been. Uh, yeah. Uh, Arrow uh, at three three matches, and yeah. he's often Arrow the ones at the club. But he's he's shot a number of the club ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and his goal next year is to is to oh, shoot. At least he, two or three. I was talking with him yesterday about yeah. it. So he's all over. Yes, he's just yeah. picked up a uh, a new trigger. Yes, for his guns. So, okay. um, it's funny that he has never actually shot one of the PRS matches, but he was a range officer. But you've seen the amount of swag that that guy has. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. So you don't have to yeah. shoot to get anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, he actually walked away with a, a Vortex uh, Gen 2 Razor HD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that uh, last week on the podcast. From uh, yeah. Vortex, the name sponsored the series. And one of our other sponsors, uh, Bolly uh, Composite Stocks, he's received one of those as well. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's done quite well out of it. Yeah. So even if you're intimidated, you go, I don't really know about this PR thing. Oh, I'm just not going to do it. Get out there and just attempt a club match and ask the volunteer and say, "Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll yell impact, yeah, in, you know, in some kooky voice and, and have a crack." So, as long as you're out there, and you go, "This isn't so bad. It's not intimidating." And then yeah. you realise that someone like me is, you know, <laughs> saying, "That's an impact, you bastard," and I'm hitting the wrong target. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, I think as long as you can get out there and have a bit of fun, you don't have to shoot. As long as you're out there, I think that's yeah. what matters. Yeah, no, agreed, mate. Agreed. Well, it'd be. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you out there next year, both club level, both in PRS and yeah, I won't be Buffalo shooting. I won't be attending every match. No. But um, that's the, the thing is that more matches which will spread across more people. Oh, yeah, yeah. More distances. So, yeah. Yeah. But there will be a certainly ample opportunity to get yeah, out and, I mean, and crack. Yeah, there's quite a few other things we've got to try to achieve. And obviously, yeah. we want to try to have a look at the, the service rifle matches as well. So, yeah. we'll probably attend one of those in, in lieu of. So, mm. as long as I get a couple of points from the board, I'll be I'll be quite happy. But um, yeah, it, it's just it's just... You got to do what you can do, really. Yeah, get out there and have some on. fun. Absolutely, man. Yeah, excellent. Well, Nick, I wish you all the best in 2019. Uh, well, we, we probably kicked into 2019 by the time this uh, mm-hmm. opens up. So it's, this opens up. It's not how you upload a podcast. Once this goes live, I think that's all. Oh, one for. one last thing. Oh, oh, we've got we've got something to mention. Yeah, I, I've heard a rumor about the uh, the podcast. Okay, you got a couple of Patreon supporters. We do. And we I do heard have. and I heard a rumor about the Patreon supporters. Okay, they like free stuff. <laughs> So, the, the, the Patreon supporters like supporting us 
Oh, so they're not who supporting doesn't, me. Who doesn't like free stuff? They're not supporting me. Hang on a minute. Let's take the No, no. So I actually brought a couple of things along. So yeah. I um yeah, I brought along a a data card holder which uh which which doubles as a um for obviously dope holder or whatever else. So mm-hmm. thought I'd give one of those away to a few people because um a lot of the PRS guys, um, particularly hunters as well, funnily enough. A lot yes. of hunters are actually getting him. Yeah, uh, good for uh, spotlighting so they know where their dope is. Yes. Um, so I figured if you wanted to uh, give one of those away, and we also got some custom made patches. We we don't have high speed low drag in PRS. We have what do we have? Efficient speed, acceptable drag. So we got uh, some custom uh, vinyl patches made. And Who'd you get them made through, by the way? Um, I got those made through. I'll get. I'll send you the link. Is it? Is it uh, Hawk? No. Next someone? No, <laughs> it was Alibaba of all things. Oh, okay. I, tr- I tried, cool. man, but no worries. They, they had a good turnaround time and they could get it done in the time frame that I wanted. So Right. Um, but no, so yeah, um, I was going to say, if you want to give a uh, bit of stuff away, that we've also got a t-shirt, yeah. a stubby cooler. So. Okay, sick. Well, what, what, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. And this is, so time, in terms of timing, uh, this information will already have been up. For, but if you haven't seen that on Facebook or Instagram or wherever else we put it, uh, we're looking for questions for our live show. We're going to do a bit of a Q&A. Oh, and, boy. And uh, Nick, you're, you're probably going to end up on the panel for that Q&A. Sure. Why not? <laughs> As I've just nominated. Okay. So, sounds good to me. I'll make sure the wife drives. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the way to do a Q&A panel. Yeah, right. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> much better. Uh, so as part of that... Um, uh, I think we would love to have some questions. So if you ask, uh, if you flick through a question on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Patreon, on uh, what else do we use? I don't know, Snapchat or one whatever, of our whatever social media outlets. If you get in touch with us and yep. put through a question that we can ask on that night, and if it's one of the questions that does get asked during that session, it'll be a longer episode, so uh, there will be op- plenty of opportunity. Opportunity. There'll be plenty of time and opportunity to ask those questions. Yep. Words are challenging, Nick. Mm. And. Uh, for our favorite questions, we will give away. We've got what five prizes sitting in front of us and, yep. and some other swag. So the, no, no doubt this information is already on Facebook somewhere. So go hook, hook it up. Go hook it up. Doing well. Go that, do that ice cream has gone straight to my head. Oh, brain freeze. <laughs> and so we will uh, we'll get all that information out there and we uh, we would love to have some questions from you guys uh, as to uh, what you want to hear on that show and the ones we do, we'll give some gear away. So, Nick, thank you very much for all that stuff and uh, we'll get into the hands of uh, some very undeserving people and also some deserving people. So you're giving away to like Andrew and... Yeah, I'm taking like a couple and, 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 and Greg's getting most of it. And give, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll, give that, I'll give the T-shirt away to someone else. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give, the, we'll give the empty... <laughs> Ice coffee can't wait. So actually, we've got some uh, spare paddle pop sticks. So we've got some. Uh, <laughs> so if somebody wants a free one of those, we got all sorts of stuff. We got all sorts of stuff. Uh, all of it. With. All of it. Anyway, excellent. All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for uh, for listening, Nick. Thanks for coming along, making some time. And sure, uh, why not? Good to see you. And uh, thanks for coming back to the studio. Which you comment on how different it was to the last time you were in here. It is it's immensely different. different. It's still the lovely shade of I don't know what color this aqua green. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's it's still the whatever it is. So if anybody complains about not getting their guns by Christmas, thank Rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry, guys. Catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.